Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have eye-opening conversations with all types of fascinating tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to all you first-time and newer listeners. Really glad you're here. If you've been a fan for a while and would like to help keep the podcast going, you can make a secure donation through PayPal or join my podcast page on Subscribestar. Links are in the description. So, are you thinking of entering a tango competition? My guest today won the Argentine Tango USA Championship in the Salon category back in 2017, and she might have some good advice for us. And with me now is Anna Thomas. Anna, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's great to be talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for thinking about me and uh, just trying to talk to me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So, Anna, did you grow up with tango? Well, um, in a way, I did. I, I was born and raised in Argentina, mm -hmm. and um, so my my dad is actually who introduced me to tango first. Oh. You know, you hear the music when you're growing up, mm -hmm. and but it's not really part of your routine if 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 you're not introduced to tango. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was like maybe six or seven, my dad really got into it. Mm -hmm. And he would just show me steps, you know, once in a while, just like as a as a game, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kept growing up, and then my dad moved to the states. He's mm -hmm. right now in Las Vegas, just like me. Originally, he moved to Los Angeles, so I would just travel back and forth to visit him. And then mm -hmm. um, it was funny because my exposure to tango was from mostly in LA in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So that's that was my my first. Um, introduction to tango mostly by just coming to visit to LA and dancing mm -hmm. a little bit and uh, being shy I was super shy back then oh really uh, <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah. how did you really get into um taking tango more seriously well I was dancing uh ballet and contemporary dance and jazz um all my life since like seven or eight mm -hmm. and I always kind of knew how to do it but never like really took lessons mm -hmm. So, yeah, when I was maybe like 16 or 17, I was like, oh, this is actually nice. You know, I really mm -hmm. want to like go a little bit deeper in. And I was in, in Argentina back then still. So mm -hmm. I found really good teachers and I started taking lessons and I would go with my friends from, from dance school, from mm. my dance school. And we'll just go to the milonga. And um, I think really just because I really liked the dance and I knew how to do it, but not like technically correct. So, and also when you find teachers that you really like and that, you know, you, you empathize with, it's, it makes everything so much easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you said you, you went to, to dance school. So, you know, a formal, formal dance schools. And so was that, uh, w did your teachers know you were taking tango or how did people feel about? Uh, yeah. They would just call me La Tanguera, you know, because ah. it's not part of your regular routine when you go to dance school which mm -hmm. is do ballet and jazz and we all know that tango exists and it's part of our culture but we mm -hmm. don't really do it i see um but it was me who always did it so you know i was recognized as like the tango girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's yeah. neat that's neat yeah, yeah. so how, so with the, the with the ballet training i guess that's was that a lot different than your tango lessons in terms of i guess the the structure or how teachers interacted with students? Well, it's, it's really good and, and, and really bad at the same time to mm -hmm. have a ballet background. You know, the good part is the, the discipline 
and uh, the awareness that you have of your body and the mechanics, mm -hmm. it's, um, it makes you learn so much faster and really committed. You know, with ballet, you have to have discipline, otherwise uh, you don't learn. Yeah. And then, so when you start taking tango coming from ballet, you just really need to learn the differences, which are huge. So sometimes like changing those habits are is really hard, mm -hmm. but you know, you are committed, if you're committed, you, mm -hmm. you can do it. And then it really helped me to learn to teach all my, my ballet background because there is a structure, you know? So mm -hmm. if you really break things down to your students, it's just so much easier for them to understand as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So Anna, what was what was your very first dance like at a malanga? Do you remember? No, <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I did, but it's just that I have been doing it since I'm so little. Mm -hmm. Just to come to visit Malay, and um, I just don't remember the first time. Mm -hmm. I remember being really shy and maybe like dancing at tanda here and there with my dad, you mm -hmm. know, or some, or my brother. But until I was a little more grown, I was actually really shy, and I didn't like tango in the beginning. I was like, oh, this is for old people, you know. Oh. <laughs> and you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then I got, I really got into it. It's, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so Anna, as you were learning tango, what's some really good or some memorable advice that you've gotten from some of your own teachers? Huh, that's a good question. There is just so many different techniques and styles. And um, my primary role is follower. Mm -hmm. And to me, when I teach a follower, I just tell them, like, don't close your mind to any style, you know, because mm -hmm. when you go to social dance, you're going to dance with all different styles. Mm -hmm. If you only learn one style, then you're going to be closing your possibilities. When you're a follower, you just really want to open yourself up to different styles and not be like really close minded, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I learned from the different teachers that I have, you know, they, they, because they give you so much conflicting information sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it all is correct, you know, it's nothing black or white. It's just different techniques, different ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, not to close yourself off because that can be that can be kind of a bad habit that you develop just learning things one way. So what was a bad tango habit that you used to have and how did you uh, get over it? I think when you when you learn just from one teacher, mm -hmm. it could be good because you get only one school and, you, you know, one set of information mm -hmm. um, so that could be really good for you in the beginning to really get clear information mm -hmm. but then it can also close you to other possibilities yeah. so I think once I really let myself go and just like start dancing with with like different styles and not be like oh this embrace is wrong no mm -hmm. this you know a lot of people think oh this embrace is wrong mm -hmm. tango is this you know this is real tango mm -hmm. and um, I think right now I'm just a lot more free in my dance just because I just receive the embrace. Mm -hmm. Whatever the leader up proposes, I just have fun with, mm -hmm. with it, you know? Yeah. So that's probably a bad habit from the past. It's just like being close to one style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Anna, I want to talk a little bit about competition because you are a competitive champion back in 2017. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So <laughs> what what made you want to go from just being a social dancer to to competing? Um, that's a good question. To be honest, I never, you know, I think because of my dance background, mm -hmm. I like performing and I don't mind, you know, the, the, 
the people looking because mm -hmm. sometimes social dancers get like oh i don't want people to look at me you know yeah. <laughs> uh, but i don't mind that at all and i like dressing up and i like you know mm -hmm. um i don't mind the exposure and i just went for it really i, I don't know why but you know back then i was like it was a good choice it was a, the right time and i had my mm -hmm. brother we were in las vegas training yeah so we just decided to try it you know nice and yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Did, so did your brother you and your brother did your dad teach both of you in the very beginning uh not formally mm -hmm. um you know my brother fun? yeah so he would go on his own with my dad to like the milonga and just mm -hmm. on my own maybe teach me two or three steps but not really like a class at home or something mm -hmm. like that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah is it your older brother or younger brother He's older. He's uh, okay. three years older. Yeah. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, it's really neat uh, the sibling di dynamics. So, when you were growing up, did you, did you, you know, when you were talking tango, did you often tease each other at all? Or yeah, no, it's actually really fun because mm -hmm. you know we have family dinners and we're all talking about tango and like looking at videos and commenting. And mm -hmm. in here in Las Vegas, it's such a small community mm -hmm. that um the three of us teach tango in Las Vegas and it's kind of funny because it's like we all have kind of like the same students. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a really small community here. Mm -hmm. um, no, but I really enjoy, you know, communicating like that, mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you're preparing for, for competition, what's your routine for, for training and, and preparing yourself? Um, you know, different people learn different ways. Mm -hmm. Probably because of my background in dance, I'm I'm very visual, mm. you know. So what I used to do is I, we would just record ourselves, you know, put a camera and record ourselves and mm -hmm. and really look, you know. Oh my God, that foot looks so bad. Oh my God, the embrace there really like moved or yeah. whatever. You know, you you look at things that you want to achieve. But the main thing is you have to have very clear how you want to look like, you know. Yeah. So that you can try to fix it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then have a very critical eye. Like if you think that, oh my God, I'm so pretty, mm -hmm. <laughs> then you're not going to improve. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, you have to really look at the mistakes mm -hmm. and uh, not mistakes, you know, things that can be improved. I see. And uh, yeah, just recording was a, a big tool for me mm -hmm. to fix fix yeah. things. Yeah, you're, you're you're so right about that. I mean, I when I watch my when I record myself, it's uh, it's so hard. Yeah, because sometimes you think, oh, I'm doing this great, and then you look in the video and you're like, oh, no, not not so great, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, do you get nervous during competitions still, even though you've had so much experience with it? No, not anymore. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's just fun. Mm -hmm. That's that's the main thing. Once you get past the nervousness. Mm -hmm. it's a big I, I know it's hard it's not easy but if you can get past it and just dance and enjoy if you're well prepared you know if you practice take lessons you know and you're confident mm -hmm. um, you just enjoy it mm -hmm. yeah no not anymore thankfully yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I imagine um, you were you at the you were at you were at the LA Tango Summit last September right I was yes. yeah I, I was there I kind of poked my head and I had some friends who were doing the competition so I was just kind oh. of curious to see how that was yeah and it's it's really fun because you know there there are a lot of there are a lot of you know novices and and you know people tra challenging themselves to to go and compete and I think that's a really great goal for, it for students it is it's a really good mm -hmm. tool to be like okay by September I have to achieve something you know I, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter the outcome really it's right. just the deadline you know that mm -hmm. makes you work really hard yeah and um 
I've seen it all. I've seen it multiple times. People just put a deadline, and then they just become so much better. Mm. And uh, and they have a good time, you know, dealing with you know the nervousness, the mm-hmm. the adrenaline of the moment, you yeah. know, dressing up. It's it's a good it's a good experience. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun because you know, you, as you know, a lot of the tango students are really hardworking. They're really high achieving. Uh, oh yeah. People. Yeah. It so, requires a very special mindset to to get into tango because Mm -hmm. i see it all the time people from ballroom they want to get into tango and they quit Mm -hmm. and people from salsa they want to get into tango and they quit (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's not the same it's 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 a commitment to learn tango especially for leaders oh my god they Mm -hmm. have to commit for like a two three year journey yeah you know for just to be a beginner you know and two three years later they start getting so much better and, and they get the reward but you know, mm-hmm. three years is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like going to university, you know, that's about that yes. amount of time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then when they, when they get to that competition, I mean, there's so many other people who are competing with them again, like you said, it's just, it's just for fun, but um, yeah. it's really difficult for, I think for a lot of people not to compare themselves when they mm-hmm. see other people dancing. How do you, what do you tell students who, you know, well, what would your advice be for people who are competing, but they might have that, oh, I'm look that, oh, he looks like this, she looks like that, and uh, to kind of prevent from, from hurting themselves, you know, psychologically. Comparing mm-hmm. between competitors, you mean? Yeah. That's just so relative because, you know, mm-hmm. we're all dancers and this is like art and whatever the, the jury looks is just mm-hmm. so relative, you mm-hmm. know? Especially if you're just an amateur, it's, it's just like, just go have fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just dance is so relative. How can you say he's better than her, you know, or mm-hmm. he's, you know, it's just, there is no hard answer, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, just just to have fun. Yeah. So... Have fun and then, you know, set your own marks, you know, like mm-hmm. you're going to be better than we were a month ago if you work hard. It's mm-hmm. not about the person next to you, really. Yeah. So how do you keep challenging yourself to to move forward? Well, right now I'm actually um, really into teaching. Like here in in the community, because Mm -hmm. it's really small, I'm just really trying hard to like make it grow and get new students and Mm -hmm. people. Just building a beginner community is is hard. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get new students, as I said, the first two years is just absorbing information. Yeah. Um, like the social rules, the, the how to teach them to be in the milonga. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a special energy. So yeah, right now my, my biggest challenge because I'm really here in Las Vegas mm-hmm. is mostly building the community and mm-hmm. you know getting. I, I love seeing my students grow. It's just so mm-hmm. rewarding. Yeah. Do you have students right now who are interested in, in competing as well? Yes. So yes, I did the summit with. The pro am category, which is professional amateur, mm-hmm. I did it with a with a few students and others that I'm training to compete by themselves. You know, if they have a partner, they mm-hmm. they do the 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 am am um, competition. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's when you have a partner, it's just so much easier because you can practice all the time you want. And mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I love guiding c- couples. Yeah. 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 So, uh, what what advice do you have for students to practice on their own? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, as I said, it mm-hmm. helped recording myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes students don't have the eye, mm-hmm. the critical eye, to be like, okay, this is wrong, this is right. Mm-hmm. So, 
I would just really get a teacher to to maybe give you um, exercises to work at home, and then mm-hmm. if you can record your teachers explaining it and showing it, and then you can try to really like uh, mm-hmm. replicate what what your teacher is saying. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people just look at YouTube videos and. Mm-hmm. It's just really hard to replicate professionals without <laughs> guidance, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, if you can get some ki- kind of the guidance, and then mm-hmm. you go to a group class, ask questions, you know, get guidance, and then go home and practice. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you have to be careful with bad habits because if you're practice, practicing and practicing and practicing wrong, mm-hmm. it could turn bad. You know, yeah. it could turn a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, I would say just get guidance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, one of my, some students I know, they were asking me over the years and, uh, you know, they would watch videos or they would watch, uh, you know, they would go to festivals and watch other people uh, dance. And they said, and they videotape themselves and they said, oh gosh, my, my steps, just walking steps are so short. You know, I thought mm-hmm. that I was moving, you know, moving a lot, but they're so mm-hmm. short. And then you see these nice, elegant steps that, you know, from that, from people who are more experienced. So I, I remember just myself, it just took me years. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, until I finally said, oh, okay, but I could have, I should, I feel like I could have done this a lot, a lot sooner. So yeah. just, yeah, in your opinion, Anna, what's a good way to develop just that, a really nice, basic walk? Well, that's also depending on your style. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not one way to walk, ah. and also depends on your objectives. You know, where, mm-hmm. where are you going with this dance? You know, mm-hmm. like if you're a social dancer, I don't really see the need to walk long. You know, mm-hmm. because you, in the real practice, you don't have that much space, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, if you're training for a competition yeah. or for a performance for mm-hmm. more professional. Then yes, you have to walk on your the lines and how it looks from the outside. Mm-hmm. But if you're a social dancer, as long as you're connected with your partner and transmitting, as a leader, transmitting the, the idea clearly mm-hmm. and with confidence, mm-hmm. you're good. But then yeah, if you're if you're more of the aesthetic, looking for aesthetic walk, what I can say is try to walk long and push the floor you know you have to really be grounded on mm-hmm. your axis mm-hmm. to be able to push the floor a lot of people underestimate you know what you get from the floor which is a point of contact a yeah. point of traction you, mm-hmm. you know you get traction from mm-hmm. the floor so mm-hmm. i would say just really get grounded and push through the floor sometimes i say to my students like as if you were in a swimming pool full mm-hmm. of honey so it's really (laughs) heavy Mm -hmm. and that slow you know heavy walk it just changes the whole dance to me yeah 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 that that helped me i remember when i first started i was i was too light i would always be going up and then finally use the Mm -hmm. floor like you said you know you you gotta be really really grounded yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like a tango it's it's a much more solid, more of a I don't want to say heavier, but it's heavier than people think it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Just think about, you know, now it's a lot of young people dancing tango, but mm-hmm. it all started like with just my grandpa, my grandma, you know, mm-hmm. dancing tango. Mm-hmm. Um so they don't have all the technique that we have today. Mm. So yeah, you know, back then it used to be a little more rough, you know, the guys would just like push them around and <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. so because, you know, grandmas are heavy and big, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, today yeah, yeah. we have skinny 
professionally trained ballerinas dancing mm -hmm. tangos. It's so much easier to lead them. Mm. But um, back then, it's more rustic. It's not so mm -hmm. elegant mm. Um, in a way, right? Then yeah. it was getting more elegant with time. Mm -hmm. um, but if you see some of the old videos, it's really like very rustic. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. come here, go there, you know, with the arms a uh, little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I don't know why I'm... How did I get to talk to about this? That's okay. Keep going. <laughs> I don't remember the question, but uh, yes. Yeah, so that no, yes. What I, my point was mm -hmm. that these people used to be heavier than yeah. what we are today. Today, oh. um, so it's just more grounded by na by nature because mm -hmm. they're just you know heavy. They don't have all the lift and the lightness mm -hmm. that we train today. Yeah. Yeah. So working with, with students again, Anna, so what are, you know, cause of course we can learn technique, we can learn uh, steps and, and doing all of those things correctly. Um, but then, you know, going to a malanga, of course, there's always, uh, like you said, there's that fear of, you know, people are looking at me and it's the music is louder, it's darker, it's crowded or, or et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so in, as a teacher, Anna, what advice do you have for, for people out there on becoming a more confident dancer? Yeah, it's so intimidating. I get it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't get intimidated anymore because I grew up in this context. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I sometimes like I step out and I I look and I'm like, oh my god, this is such a beautiful energy flow that, you know, for a beginner, this is definitely intimidating. You know, mm -hmm. you want to belong, but you don't know the rules. You know. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, get a get a mentor that can guide you. And, and ask questions. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of beginners in group classes. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't ask questions really. They just expect to receive everything from the teacher. Mm. And uh, sometimes I get some questions in classes that are amazing, and I, mm -hmm. you know, and they end up learning a lot more because they ask me. Yeah. Um, so just ask questions. If you're a student, don't be afraid of you know. Find a mentor that can really guide you through through the process and and you know in a milonga just go there and sit down and watch mm -hmm. as long as you need until you feel confident you know you don't have to dance right away you can go and sit and watch and understand the, the mm -hmm. rules and the cabeceo and yeah. just to feel more comfortable with 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 the context mm -hmm. and then slowly you're gonna feel more confident you yeah. know as you know people too mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just not going too fast. I remember, yeah, just sometimes I, I would see beginners or I'm or my myself. I remember I used to always try to dance every single beat. It's like, no, no, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, of course, musicality, mm -hmm. it yeah. comes with time. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Anna, no doubt there are a lot of uh, students out there listening who are thinking of taking that trip to Buenos Aires to, to oh. dance tango. So so what advice do you have for, for those students who are thinking of going to, to Buenos Aires for the first time? Um, well, that's really exciting. <laughs> first, <laughs> it's another world. Like, um, you're going to be mind blown, really. Mm. Like, it's, it's just so different from the States. Um, if I had to give an advice to a student that doesn't speak Spanish, mm -hmm. maybe there is a lot of people that organize these group trips, you know, that they mm -hmm. they, they kind of organize everything for you. They get you a hotel and they, they give you like a schedule. I think this is nice because there is a lot of little things that you're going to have to figure out if you don't do it with a group. Mm -hmm. um, but it could be more fun, but also a little more scary because you don't know the language and, mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, try to find a group if it's your first time, maybe, you know, to, to put your foot 
in in Argentina first. Yeah. And uh, maybe the next time you can go by yourself, and then you've got everything figured out. Mm-hmm. Also, because it, uh, Buenos Aires is a little bit dangerous, so we, you know you might you have to be careful with your iPhones, your jewelry, and uh, all that. You know. Okay. So it would be nice to be in a group. I would mm-hmm. I would think. <laughs> that. Yeah. 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 And I also uh, think it's important for students know, to know the difference, I guess, be, like the cultural difference between milongas um, here, let's say in the U.S. or anywhere else compared to, to Buenos Aires. So if I understand correctly, is it that, um, you know, I, I, what I've heard from some students who went is that they they would in the United States here, they would either go to a ballroom or someplace and they would just dance, 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 dance. Mm-hmm. But whereas in Buenos Aires, it's more of kind of a social time with friends and family. Then you dance a little bit and then you maybe eat and drink some wine and have some conversation and, and dance a little bit. Is that um, how it is? or? Yes, I mm-hmm. think it depends on, on the neighborhood too. Like mm. there is a lot of milongas that are outer in the outskirts of, Arge- of Buenos Aires mm-hmm. that are more social like you like you say you know they have tables they have restaurant they have um food drinking and everything Mm -hmm. and then and then you have the milongas that are in the center of the city that are more just to go dance Ah, and okay and are more populated you know like heavily Mm -hmm. populated and Mm -hmm. you don't know anybody you just go (laughs) dance and go home So yes, um, definitely the more neighborhood milongas, you can go sit down with your family, with your neighborhood, you know, people. And um, and there's usually more space in those milongas to, to dance bigger. And mm. But in the center, when you go, I don't know, La Viruta, these places, mm-hmm. they're so popular that you don't have space mm-hmm. to talk. The, the music is loud. It's uh, more or less like a nightclub. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, here in the States, you usually have a table and you know your community really well. Mm-hmm. In Argentina, there's just so many more people that dance tango that mm-hmm. you don't know everybody ever, mm-hmm. you know. So you're always a little bit getting to know someone new. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Anna, are you preparing for any future competitions? Not right now. Mm-hmm. No, not right now. In Las Vegas, as I said, it's just such a small community. I don't have a partner mm-hmm. right now. Okay. So, yeah, for now, I'm really focusing on um, teaching and growing the community here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if something comes up, then yes. But mm-hmm. for now, nothing is in mm-hmm. my plans. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, that's great that you're, you're trying to grow communities. And that's... Uh, that's just a challenge for a lot of other people living in, in any city, really. Yeah. So yeah. So what are yeah. what are some I guess promotional advertising strategies you use that that have that have worked for you? I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of us are. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, I I change things all the time. I try to you know every milonga make something special. You know, mm-hmm. either a visiting person or uh you know sell shoes in a milonga shoe mm. trading or you know mm-hmm. uh, bring a friend for free you know i keep yeah. coming up with these things so people bring new people mm-hmm. but yeah i'm still trying to figure that out here yeah. in, in vegas yeah no, i hear you yeah that's it, just uh it's an ongoing challenge <laughs> mm-hmm. yes yeah. it is because mm-hmm. it's really hard at the beginning to, mm-hmm. to learn yeah. and also because tango sometimes is not very welcoming yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. everybody wants to dance with the good teachers mm-hmm. and dancers. Yeah. But sometimes when a beginner is there, they're so intimidated by getting into the, mm-hmm. the whole dance. It can, can be a little bit hard to grow the community because of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. So yeah, that kind of segues into another question I want to ask you. So Anna, in, in your opinion, what are some good ways for advanced students to help beginner students? Well, a little bit what I mentioned before, if mm -hmm. you have been dancing for a while, it would be nice for you to really like mentor other people mm. um, because it is so intimidating. I get all, all these questions all the time. Oh, how do you do this? Why do you do this? You know, mm -hmm. in, in about the social codes, you know, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, so just like, I don't know, you, if you're in advance and you want to mentor a beginner, just send them videos. Oh, look at this, you know, check this out, you know, explain the rules of the milonga, mm -hmm. how the tandas work and Mm -hmm. um, that's a good way to, I think, you know, and, you know, encourage other people to get into the yeah. dance. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Cause that's, that's great. Cause you know, teachers, they do a lot, but I think the students, you know, they, they can do a lot to help each other. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. a lot of them dance other dances too, you know, mm. here in Vegas, everybody, almost everybody dances ballroom mm. and they find tango later on. Uh. So they also bring people from ballroom and, mm -hmm. and they get interested. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, I've seen that too. That's nice. I like it when I, I it's kind of no no disrespect to ballroom, but I love it when when ballroom people they find tango and they fall in love with tango. And yes, say, it's it's just so special. Yeah. It's not just one more <laughs> dance. It is. Yeah, it's just something about tango that kind of you know because I'm sure you see it in in some students when something in them just wakes up and then they just can't get enough of of this dance. It's just, I think it's just so subtle mm -hmm. and you never stop learning. It's like, yeah. it can get, you can get better and better and better, you know, and, mm -hmm. and the more sensitive you are to the music, it just never ends. And, yeah. you know, the music is just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Anna, having been, you know, you've competed, you've, you've won championships, but you're, like you said, you're, you're learning more. You're, you're constantly improving. So What's something new that you've learned recently, perhaps in the last few months or years? Right now, as I said, I'm mm -hmm. just trying to to become the best follower that I can mm -hmm. in, a, in a sense that I don't want to have any pre-rules in my, in my head. You know, mm -hmm. I try to really let go of everything I think that I know mm -hmm. and, and then really let the leader show me what he wants. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. the, the challenge for me. You know, when you are beginning the, to learn, you're all worried about the steps. You know, is this a side step? Is this a bacocho? I think mm -hmm. for me right now, I'm just, it, it just is more fun for me to try to figure out the size of the step or mm. the intensity or, or the dynamic, you know, all the, the different levels of leads mm -hmm. and the style. Every leader is just so different. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you said just now about you, know, you sort of have to let go of what you think you know, and I think that's, that's really important or not, or not hang on too hard to it. You know, that's, that's really good. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember actually last, last fall in LA, I took a, um, I took a class with, uh, with Diego Santana and mm -hmm. it was the stuff on basics. And then, but he caught something that I was doing in my embrace that mm -hmm. I didn't realize like, Oh, he's like, and yeah. just yeah, even we something. All, we all have bad yeah. Yeah. Or, or something we think we've been doing right. We're just a little adjustment. So yeah. 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 And then, um, you know, the thing is, after you reach a certain level, then you go back to your basics, you know, mm -hmm. you, you know, leaders keep learning new figures and steps and crazy sequences. And then you forget all of those, you know, mm -hmm. it's good to learn the sequences to like really understand the mechanics of, of how to lead those things. Yeah. 
But then two weeks after you forgot the sequence. So what you really need to get from that is how to lead those things, you know, so mm -hmm. you can create your own things. Yeah. And um, and then after you figure out all the mechanics and you always go back to the basics, you know, I, I mm -hmm. see it all the time with my advanced students. Mm -hmm. They just want to tell me, Anna, like, I really want to do it well. You mm -hmm. know, I don't I don't want new steps. Mm -hmm. I just want to do it right. Mm -hmm. So that's the challenge, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. going back to basics yeah absolutely and i just and i realized just how important a really good back ocho <laughs> yes yeah that's like when you do a really good back ocho i think you know you definitely would, would know this is that your molinetes get better your sacadas get better and it's just this yeah. one simple step and then that, that yeah. can work so well. i think mm -hmm. what i what i tell my followers the first class all of them mm -hmm. it's you need to pivot, like you're not pivoting, you know, and it's, it's, it changes their, their dance really. Yeah. Like when they see that they're not pivoting and they have to start pivoting, then mm -hmm. their dance changes completely. And they're like, oh my God, they're mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Anna, where do we find out more about you online? Well, um, I'm on Instagram and mm -hmm. I have my tango page on Facebook. If you want to look me up, Okay. it's uh, facebook.com slash Anna Thomas Tango. So okay. Anna with only one N. Okay. Um, and Thomas T H. Yep. Great. And yep, we will. So yep. And I'll put that on our in my show notes so people will be able to look you up and find you yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. And, and then if you're ever visiting Las Vegas, just uh, let me know, and then we'll I'll get you updated on all the events and my classes. Great. Yogas and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I haven't been to Las Vegas for Tango yet. I'd love to do that. So when I do, I'll definitely. You should. Love to, yeah, you should. There is. The last few years, the competitors are all from Las Vegas. It, yeah. Yeah. So we have right. a lot of I, champions in Las Vegas. I noticed <laughs> that. I noticed that at the at the summit when I was just watching some of the um the the pros. A and lot it's of like, them are from Vegas. Las so Vegas. Yeah. You yeah. Should, you should visit us. Yeah. Definitely. Great. All right. Well, Anna, thank you again so much for taking the time to talk to me. I know you're super busy. It's been a crazy week for you. And um, yeah, thank you so much yeah. for thinking about me. And sure. I, I really love to like you know share my whatever experience I have in inspire others. So thank you so much. Okay. All right. Take care, Anna, and we'll Take keep care. in touch. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Another fun conversation. I know not everybody has the same opinions about tango competitions, but Anna points out some really positive aspects. For students, entering competitions can be really helpful because, as Anna said, it creates a very clear goal. From the time the student starts preparing until the day of competing, there will be a clear improvement in dancing regardless of the end result. And because the judging criteria is often very subjective, it's great that Anna keeps things in perspective and just enjoys herself. It's not useful to compare ourselves to other dancers because at the end of the day, the competition is with ourselves and it's all just for fun. I also appreciated Anna's thoughts on being a good follower. She used to be preoccupied with knowing which step the leader was going to do next, like is this an ocho, is this a molinete, etc. But now she's more focused on receiving the lead, meaning she's more into feeling the connection and reading changes in energy and dynamics rather than trying to figure out which steps she's supposed to be doing. If we follow while thinking strictly in terms of steps, it's going to be really stressful.
And for leaders, I like what Anna said about learning fancy sequences, that the main point isn't about memorizing something new or to get too hung up on doing something fancy. The main purpose is more about understanding the mechanics of the steps that go into creating the sequence. Once you understand the mechanics and how they make sequences work, you'll have a much better time learning. So thank you again, Anna, for sharing your thoughts and for your time. And a big thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. I know life is busy. We've all got tons of stuff to do, and it really means a lot that you've made time to listen to this show. If you're enjoying it, please take a quick moment to subscribe, and please leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already. That helps out a lot. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.